Hi, my name is Fola Shade Anosier and you are listening to the SNC podcast. On this show, we hope to unravel the inherently intriguing world of music, art and entertainment through fun and insightful discussions with Nigerian creatives, artists, lawyers, music and business executives. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Paula Shade Anosier. I hope you are well and safe, particularly with all that's going on in the world. I must confess that it feels rather odd saying Happy New Year in March. But as we say in Nigeria, now so we see him, and I truly, truly so we see him in this particular situation. You're probably also wondering, why am I just releasing the first episode of 2021 now? Don't worry, don't worry. We're going to get into that conversation shortly. Now joining me to kick off my first episode of 2021 is Nigerian entertainment lawyer Akinyemi Anyolua. Let's get into it. That is now, when they are setting up the mic, yeah. they'll be like, hello, to it, to it. one, two. <laughs> One, two. <laughs> it is too funny. Well, hi, Aki. Welcome hey. back Shady Man. to the SNC podcast. Another, and uh, this is another, this is like Return of the Mark, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, Return of the Mark. Shout out to that amazing song. Yes, so. Remember when we were kids, you used to listen to listen It's going to gonna be around for a long time. I know. Like. That is such a gem. Thanks for having me, Shadi. How and are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You know, uh, it's been COVID season yes. for like 15 months now. No, is it like 15 months? Yeah, 15 okay. months. But I think the, the, the world shut down like exactly 12 months last year. Like exactly like this time, this time around last year. Yeah. I think that was when we were taking it really, really seriously in Nigeria. I think... Um, mm-hmm. I keep on saying that. It seemed, it seemed and it still seems like... Nigerians didn't, we were just like, people were thinking that, oh, this was not going to happen because we had heat or something. And people were just like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask. I don't need to observe social distancing. Was that what you were doing as well until things changed I think, that, I think you know, um, I had a baby in February. and it Congratulations. Was already, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank That's you. true. Congrats. So like, um, w- when the news was filtering from the West, Everybody was thinking like, hey, what's going on? I had my baby like second week February. And I recall that a week after the baby arrived was the naming ceremony. And it was still at the back of my mind like, what's going on? But, you know, everybody came around. We we were mixing like there wasn't any problem. (laughs) (laughs) But I think almost immediately after that weekend, you know, the, the hysteria of, oh, there's a new virus it's now in Nigeria. I think it came into Nigeria like the first week in March. Mm. There was a case of COVID officially announced that, oh, it's now in Nigeria. That's when everyone now had to like, especially in Lagos, mm. because I know that outside of Lagos, very few people were really um, scared of what was going on. So, yeah. but as it is now, people are like, well, we've been dealing with this for about uh, how many months? Like a year already. So uh, the fear of COVID is no longer like really, really around us. Yeah. Like it was like um, some months ago when we, we didn't really know how to deal with this 
But now that a lot of people we know had it and then it came back. But again, there was a spike in December. Because I'm about to tell you that I don't understand how. I'm still. The way of. Because I remember when I first heard in America, I literally went to the store and was buying stuff. And I saw one of our neighbors and she was saying, Oh, so I was like, Good morning, Ma. And she was like, Hi. I'm like, I'm like, Are you hearing about this um, COVID 19 situation? She's like, Yeah, that is so sad. And I was like, I feel like there's going to be a lockdown in Nigeria as well, in Lagos. So she's like, is that why you're buying stuff? I said, yes, man, that's why I'm buying stuff. Because I can already foresee. Yeah, but I don't think ours was that serious. It doesn't like, matter. People are not dropping dead like... I'm not, dis- I'm not disputing that, but I mean, now, like you said, there's been a huge spike. Yeah, Pe- like since December. Yeah. Since the festive season where a lot of people came into the country. And yeah. I think that was like the month where a lot of highly pleased uh, Nigerians also died. People knew someone who yeah, just I mean, felt yeah. the yeah, virus. Yeah. So, and, but since like January third week, <laughs> I think we've let down our guard again. Really? Because people are going to parties, clubs, Party. and you don't see any mask in sight. I remember in December, someone was saying, oh, let's go hang out at a club. And I said, I don't understand. You know that there's a virus in, you know, he's like, well, it doesn't matter that we'll be, I'm like, clearly you have nine lives. <laughs> yeah. I only have one. <laughs> what I was telling my friend then was, well, um, we have to be responsible. Yeah. Because we're not living for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this is just a temporary inconvenience that there will be many more parties in the near future. That's what is so baffling to me. But, you know, I don't want to go on and on with that. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you're safe and you're well. Um, now let's kind of jump into a lot of music and pop culture topics that have happened over the past week and the week prior. Yeah. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So over the week, we heard that Square acquired a large majority stake in Tidal. And according to Jack, and I quote, it makes sense for a financial services company and a music streaming company to join forces because it helps make the economy work for artists meets the critical needs of artists and their growing fan bases and provides artists with powerful tools to get paid and bring fans closer together. What are your thoughts? Um, The thing is, man, looks like Jay-Z is having the run of his life. (laughs) (laughs) Of his life? This this is what I think, man. Yeah. Doing, you know, brokering like two major deals in like a month Mm -hmm. or I don't know when those deals were broker actually or executable making that kind of announcement back to back it is just mind-boggling like this guy can do no wrong and you know he's a big inspiration to me and and i'm sure millions of other people Mm -hmm. so having said that like i like the direction of where they're headed i like it that jay-z is championing you know making sure that we have a system where the creators of music actually benefit and I'm thinking that this partnership with um, Square would also cement that and make it stronger and bring it closer to, um, you know, executing that grand idea because the world is really, really moving fast. And I always have that thing at the back of my mind that when you look at the value chain of music, it appears that corporate America or anything corporate is always at the advantage and you know, in splitting or sharing the benefits. So, like with this deal now, because I also read somewhere that a lot of the early shareholders, mm-hmm. the likes of Madonna, um, and and um, Pharrell and mm-hmm. and Co, and they still have shares in the company, and they they also made a huge 
um, payday. So, you know, Tidal is always saying they pay, is it that they are saying, or I think it is fact that they pay the most from the number of streams. So, if now they are coming up with systems where with a financial institution, you don't have to wait like a month or three months before you get your royalties. If, if it's going to be instant, immediately you're making a payment uh, through blockchain technology, everybody's getting what is due to them. That makes it better for the creative community. And uh, I'm here for that. Yeah. I also champion that as well. I mean, what about the criticisms that, you know, Tidal has been faced with or inflating streams? Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there isn't any distribution platform that hasn't had some kind of criticism. Although I like it that Apple, Apple is staying, um, they are choosing to not advertise on their platform. I like that because they believe that um, a subscription model is the best way to get the money to all those who, you know, benefit from the expectation of music. But uh, it's it's not like unheard of that mm -hmm. there are criticisms as to how your technology is working or maybe the culture of a company or there would always be something. So the way you respond to the criticism is how you would be judged by. What do you do after the criticism? Yeah. Now, the editor-in-chief of DJ Booth, he actually made a point that I think is actually quite valid. And um, he said that, granted, he's making this comment based on pure speculation that, and I quote, a direct benefit slash byproduct of the deal will be that Twitter will be able to make music available on its platform. He went further to say that Twitter doesn't currently have music licensing agreements with the three major labels because it has been cost prohibitive for the company. Do you agree with that perspective that indirectly or directly this deal is going to benefit Twitter? See, um, one of the industries that is very quick to change, you know, they are never satisfied, they keep moving forward, is tech. So I'm sure, you know, the Twitter we had like five years ago, or even two years ago, even a year ago, <laughs> it's totally different from what we have now. So every new feature that comes every other week, you know, it's seen that it's, it is expected. So the way they integrate music, you know, licensed music to their platform will be something to see because definitely there has got to be some kind of exchange of value from the two companies. And um, we, we don't know how it will play out, you know, like he said, he said he's speculating. So um, time will tell. Mm. In the next couple of months or years, we'll, we'll know how the partnership is really, really going to be set up. Okay. Now, moving on to Spotify, finally mm -hmm. and officially. In Nigeria. <laughs> is it relaunching or launching? Because when they in Nigeria a while and then they went away or something. And then Serious? They some, I read some stories somewhere. Maybe, maybe, those who were using were using VPN too. Yeah. Access the platform. Okay. It's now around officially. Yeah, officially. So how exciting is that for you? Yeah. How, well, mm -hmm. I'm still enjoying my Apple music. Okay, so yes. Oh, okay, So cool. And uh, I'm not really, really like a techie guy or an audiophile. Mm -hmm. um, although people say, you know, Spotify has got like the best um, AI and consumer experience and... Mm -hmm that you would enjoy their playlisting better than what Apple has. Um, for me, I'm not quick to want to give that a test. I think I'm good where I am. For now, my life is too busy to be, <laughs> <laughs> to be testing. Uh, without Spotify, is better. I, yeah. I can't even be bothered now. But yeah. I think the early adopters will be the ones to you know, write the reviews and 
yeah. uh, we would learn from them and if there's any need to now make that jump but i'm happy you know um you know they expanded into like 18 new territories mm -hmm. and i think that's gonna be more money for nigerian artists also um, a lot of nigerian music consumers their taste in music or the kind of music they like it didn't reflect on Spotify as a platform. Let's say, let's take for example the likes of Zlatan or some other local artists. Zlatan is international, but um, when you go to the Spotify platform to check out those numbers, those numbers don't really, really reflect how much love they get from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. But now that Spotify is in Nigeria, it will be more representative of what is going on with the majority of those who still consume music legally mm -hmm. on streaming platforms although i know that we have the likes of boneplay youtube to you, we can use those mm -hmm. to gauge um who's actually doing numbers i'm just happy that now with spotify in nigeria whatever numbers we've seen will now also reflect the contribution of those who consume music locally because yeah. before now it, it has always been about oh what the west is saying on spotify so do I'm you, happy about that as do, well. Do you think they're gonna last though? Or? If Apple Music can last, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I, see, there'll be more competition. I, I, I think it's gonna be better. We just need more money to stream down to the creatives, mm -hmm. to the creators of this music. Cool, cool. All right, let's go into TuneCore. TuneCore, another you know um, distribution company. Even though Spotify is not distribution, but TuneCore is a distribution company that has you know officially come into um, Africa particularly when it comes to the distribution challenges that African artists have, how significant do you think this move is going to be for them? Well, I think, you know, the, every other year, um, Afrobeats, some people don't like that term, but I'll use it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat me. <laughs> so I think people are seeing that in, investment is flowing into this market. The younger population in Africa are... I think consuming music like they've never done before, you know, through this amazing technology, there's an app somewhere. And then um, all these other players like TuneCore and their counterparts, maybe DistroKid or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I think they've seen that they need to be more present to also support what is going on. Although they will make profit at the end of the day, but again, they need to be on ground to also help with the marketing. So Alphabet has got a lot of potentials to earn more, but again, there's got to be some kind of major investment in uh, the space. So coming down to Nigeria, setting up shop, we have one RPM as well. They, they will be part of you know, what is going on locally, maybe organizing production camps, songwriting camps, um, helping to give advances to those artists who already have some kind of stature internationally or locally and they are sure that if they invest if they give advances those talents will be able to recoup that money because empire is also doing it so everybody they have to be present mm -hmm. empire has been coming to nigeria the last two three years because they understand how important the music is so the world wants ground. to taste africa the world wants to experience africa yeah so my thing is, I'm also interested in how, what kind of music initiatives they'll be putting their money to beyond just marketing those talents, 
there's got to be a lot of initiatives that they can support, like music education. You need to support that. We need more seminars and platforms that would actually give a lot of attention to, you know, teaching these people how to market themselves, how to earn from their work, because we really don't have enough channels to amplify that message. Mm. So they could be the ones to, you know, in addition to, to the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Business reason. Now, um, NBC allegedly banned Rick Hassani's song, Thunder Fire You. And according to Rick Hassani, he said that the NBC banned his song and that they are finding radio stations. But I've read a couple of reports that said that that's not true at all, that NBC didn't ban his song. They just said that the song isn't fit for radio. Now, for people who don't know what the NBC code is, can you just kick up, give us a quick refresh about, you know, what yeah, um, can go on radio and what can't go on radio? Yes. So in many countries where democracy is how they run their government, um, there, there is some measure of censorship that has to be reasonable to protect impressionable minds, also to protect the sensitivities of different people, you know, religious sensitivity, tribal, and many other things that can hit the polity. So you need to control how information is dispersed sometimes. And um, for me, I think we've not seen any official statement from the mm-hmm. NBC on this. And based on what Rick Hassan is saying, I'm thinking there are some sections of the song where, for me, I just think it's metaphoric. Um, it doesn't have any literal meaning to say thunder fire you, but again, <laughs> again, um, maybe in their own wisdom, they think that that's something that shouldn't fly. Thunder fire you. Is that, is that really? A- <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh, thunder fires anybody? Like, I mean, I guess the, I, I do get that it's a, it's, it's an insult, right? Is it, isn't it supposed to be an insult that thunder fire you? Yeah, for me, I, I really, to my mind, I'm, I'm like, okay, it's metaphoric. It's not an insult like that. You, you can even say jokingly, thunder fire. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to Leisha. Whenever I said thunder fire, it's not joke. <laughs> but if if they think it's some kind of expletive, mm-hmm. expletive, expletive, how do you say that? Expletive, I think. Expletive, yeah. Mm-hmm. They think it's some kind of insult or something derogatory. They might be right. Yeah. But again, there's the option, you know, when your music is too hot for radio, there is the option of, you know, editing mm-hmm. some of those parts mm-hmm. you can just blip it out and then still enjoy music being played on radio and on tv yeah so that's what i think so um, should he just could you just go just do, to yeah. avoid any kind of yeah drama and so what would it now be to turn off fire you <laughs> what's gonna be the report that, that means the entire chorus so, has yeah to do, like, you understand some lines in the chorus yeah have to do. so well we'll see we'll see we'll see how that how that for continues. me i just think there's too many of that issues to just when i saw it on twitter i didn't even i, I was like man there are just too many other hot topics to deal with <laughs> this is nigeria yeah yeah so. all right now this is on a sad note and i wanted to start the conversation with this but i didn't want to start on a sad note and um last weekend it said that dr frabs was allegedly shot and it's such awful awful news and I reached out to him like two years ago to come on the podcast and he was like, yeah, maybe when I'm back in the States, he would, you know, just seem like a really cool person. Um, how would you describe the impact that 
he had on the music industry and particularly in helping to establish slash even solidify the people that have become major you know superstars right yeah, now man. He, he, he is or he was an amazing person like we used to occasionally just you know exchange texts on instagram and mm. you know but a lot of people might not know the impact he made you know like a decade ago the amazing work he did with Mohits, the work he did with Omaomi, you know, even his own work. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a song, Cry For You. You know, after his passing, I, I just checked that mm-hmm. out song. That mm-hmm. was an amazing record. Mm-hmm. That That's some timeless stuff. I think he did the song 2012, 2013, and then the video was still fresh. And I'm just thinking about, man. And... I think Dr. Frabs was one of those characters that was, I might be wrong. I'm thinking he, 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 he was kind of frustrated out of the music industry. Because he, he moved to the States, yeah. right? Uh, he moved and I think he was into something else other than music. Mm. The guy was a genius, like a genius mind, can play multiple instruments, was very good as a songwriter, as a record producer. But, you know, he left his first love Maybe, you know, because, and again, after his passing, there were some tweets on, there were some tweets I found that, you know, from credible sources where they said almost all his work, other people took credit for almost all, all, yeah, a lot of his works, other people took credit for. He wasn't paid royalty. He wasn't getting paid. And if, you know, I'm I'm, I'm well cultured in the game in Nigeria, in the music industry, and I know that a lot of, you know, after Don Jazzy, after Saz and OJB Jezreel, a lot of new generation producers, I think after that set, including Frabs and many others I don't want to name, that might not like it, they were disillusioned. And then many of them traveled. Many of them left Nigeria. Some became nurses and they were working in other space. So... It's, it's, it's a very sad news, but again, um, we, we, we have to be thankful to God that at least he led a good life. He was able to impact um, the music industry. We, we know that he, had, he still had more in him mm-hmm. because he was still interested in music. He was still doing it at a certain level, but we know that Frabs was one of the best to ever do it. One of the best to ever do it. But again, there's a there's a there's something we must all fight for now, which is we should celebrate. You know, <laughs> uh, you know the best minds, the finest minds Nigeria has got. We should try to nurture them. We should try to empower them. Although most of the decisions will still be theirs to take, but we should appreciate record producers and songwriters. They've they've lost for so long. There should be a change in how we deal with these guys because I'm, I represent quite a number of them and I know what they deal with on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So may God rest his soul, may God comfort his family. And hopefully somebody can, you know, begin to begin the process of getting the royalties that he's owed. Yeah, I think, not, I think, you know, the family can still go after that. Yeah. It's not just by saying you know, he was a great person, all that cool yeah. story, cool story. Because cool story, those yeah. works will continue to earn royalties for years. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Many, 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 many years. And, you know, all they need to do is, you know, get a kind of a proper representation, mm-hmm. go after all the works. Yeah. Well, may his soul rest in peace. It's just such awful Amen. news. Now, finally, on the international front, Bobby Shmurda 
was <laughs> was released from prison. Well, I'm not a big fan of Bobby Shmoda, but you know, I like his. I li- we all liked the, the record, and then the many many memes. Um, I hope he's learned his lesson, though. Well, what, 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 before I mean, it's not about okay, fine. Hopefully, that's true. But I, I think uh, I think that it's. I love the loyalty of Bobby Shmurda fans, and I just want to talk about. Do you think that loyalty is going to translate into the music that he records, and people are actually going to support, as opposed to just you know, keep supporting him? I think he went in young. I think nineteen. Yeah, I'm not so sure, but yeah, he went. Yeah, he went in young. He yeah. spent like six, seven so years. So he's still like in his twenties. So he's still a young man. He can still, you know, I think he can still create content that is relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, the music industry has changed. But again, with the outpouring of love, I expect that he's going to be able to make the right kind of decisions to stay relevant mm-hmm. because nothing is a given in this business. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing is given in life given. generally, though. You said what? I said nothing is nothing is given in life generally, anyways. Oh man, the music industry is more brutal than <laughs> I'm that. Not, that's I'm not disputing that, but I just you know just I, generally. I, I don't think I want to say life is brutal. It can be brutal. Yeah. But the music industry, it it knows how to drain all the juice from you and then leave you yeah. stranded. Yeah. Hi, so, Andre. Oh. Um, I wish him well. Yeah, wish him well as well, and I hope that you know it does definitely make a. A great comeback. All right, let's get on to the main conversation. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> and I let's feel like, can I just say, I feel like we're about to like do a, you know, when you watch YouTube, all these get ready with me videos <laughs> that people say they're doing makeup on, they're saying get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how this is going to go. My story, not the conversation, but okay. So people who listen to the podcast know that I, this is actually my first episode of 2021. And the reason, there's actually a reason, not just because I like super like uh, made some money and I'm like not concerned anymore. There's actually a reason. So the last, the qu- last quarter of 2020, I was strategizing for the podcast in 2021. I was like, okay, I want new music. I want a trailer. I want a new logo, blah, blah, blah. All the good stuff that comes with like, you know, you're planning for whatever. So I reached out to the designer and he now shared a draft of the logo that he was going to do for me. And the draft that he shared, it was, he had taken off T-H-E, because my podcast is called the SNC Podcast, but he had taken off T-H-E because he felt like T-H-E was unnecessary. He's like, just call it SNC Podcast because that's what people actually call it. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, but I still want T-H-E. So he was like, okay, he'll go back to the table and like, you know, fix it. So after we got off the phone, right, I just randomly said to myself that maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to leave that T-H-E since SNC podcast is still the main part of the trademark, it's not a big deal, right? So I'm like, okay, let me just even see how SNC podcast is performing SEO-wise so that for 2021, I know what I'm actually going to be trying to fix. So I type in SNC podcast and a lot of the stuff that I've done came up. And then towards the end, I see SNC podcast and I see a different description. I'm like, this is odd. So I click on it and I'm just like, Okay, and I go on this like rab- go down this rabbit hole, and I see that they are calling themselves SNC Podcast One. They even have a logo, SNC Podcast, on various platforms. They're calling themselves SNC Podcast, and the most frustrating thing is that they are also calling themselves SNC Podcast on YouTube, 
but they're not calling their YouTube channel is not SNC podcast. Their YouTube, their YouTube channel is something else, but they titled their videos SNC podcast. So I'm just like super frustrated because I'm like I spent like like an hour just to like gather all this information, you were shocked, right? <laughs> and then you were like, what? I'm is just going like on? I'm just like really. So I call the designer back. I'm like, this is what is going on. Like literally, I got off the phone with you. This is what I just found. And he tells me that, you know, it's not a big deal that, well, don't worry, when you become big, you cannot begin to enforce your trademark. So he got off the phone and I was like, as a lawyer, I know better that the moment you sleep on your rights, you don't enter one chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's just, we both know that you yeah. don't, you, you yeah. never say, oh, I'm going to get bigger. And then you now say, oh, that's what I'm going to like, tell you that, oh, yeah, infringing, infringing on my rights. So I'm thinking to myself that, okay, I can just send them a cease and desist letter and hopefully they will listen. But because these are Americans infringing on my rights, chances are they were so bold to have been doing this. If I, as one individual, now say I'm going to send you a cease and desist letter, chances are they may actually not listen. So I think it's more efficient and powerful if the letter is coming from a lawyer at a farm, whether that's in Nigeria or America. And I was actually leaning more towards America because they are Americans, right? So I reached out to my father. I'm like, um, this is what's going on. Can he please assist? And he's like, okay, he'll get back to me and let me know. I reached out to you. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. You're like, okay, you look into it and you get back to me. I reached out to one of my law school classmates and um, I'm like, can you do my case pro bono? Because I ain't got money. <laughs> and she's like, I actually can't because my firm has this policy that every pro bono case I take on has to come through the firm. But that what I would do is I'm going to actually look into what the policy is. And if I can take it on through my firm, then I'll get back to you. So all of you, I'm waiting for your feedback from you to my father, to my friend. I'm just like, okay. In between all of this, I'm like super anxious. I'm just like, all my plans for 2021, it has to be on, on ice. I'm just like, because I, I didn't want to give them the impression that it was, things were going to be, I was not, I'm like, I have my eyes on you guys, you know? So I'm like waiting, drowning myself in so much work, really, really stressing. I'm just like, literally, my mom, my, my mom can testify. I couldn't sleep. I'm just like, Lord, Father, Lord, please let this have a positive outcome because I don't have money to pay this. You know, I'm just like super stressed. And then in between that, because I'm like, okay, I still, I'm, prayer is good and all these different things and I'm super stressed and I'm trying to drown myself in work. Um, but what, do I, what can I do on my own end that will make me feel less stressed? So I reached out to a lawyer that I had actually contacted about trademarking the podcast in Nigeria. So I'm like, um, good afternoon, sir. I'm calling you back because I'm following up on my conversation. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he told me all I needed to provide to him. I provided it to him. And then by January, he actually began the process of trademarking in Nigeria. Long story short, my friend got back to me uh, about the process. I applied to her firm and then I qualified for pro bono. They actually sent them a letter. And then my father got back to me as well. And then he said that my family friend was going to help us. Shout out to Mr. Shodipo. Thank you so much, sir. He sent them a cease and desist letter as well. They finally agreed to change their name. Amazing. I know. Amazing. I was just like, oh my <laughs> gosh. So and the two, two different letters went from yes, two different letters. Yes, yes, That's yes. amazing. My father took a while to get back to me because I was like, I think my friend had already sent So you used know, Professor Shodipo in Nigeria? No, 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 no. In America. Okay. No, 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 no. That's a different person. Uh, yeah. This, maybe the Maybe they are related. Yeah, I don't because know. Because he's also like an IP. Yeah, no. Um, 
giant yeah Nigerian. no it's not him no it's not him yes maybe it's his brother i don't know um that's a question i should actually ask my father so and then so that happened and then you not go back to me after this had kind of died oh, down yes yeah, so this is after okay. and then you know um told me you, introdu- you introduced me to annette yeah annette kabia who is amazing yeah, and annette. yeah shout out to annette. annette you're amazing and the connection was actually timely akin because I found a second group of infringers. So there was phase one. Then there was now phase two. I was just yeah, like... But, but you didn't tell them that. You already registered your trademark. You, you must say that on this podcast. That I, I've never said this on my podcast. Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, so I'm thinking the people listening should know that you had oh, taken yes. a step. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. Okay, so yeah. I th- but no, I had said so. I said may- maybe just passed over. So yeah, I've taken all these steps to trademark my podcast. I think we get, we get to that during the conversation. Oh, but right, yes, right. I had trademarked my podcast, which is why I was able to... Yeah, exactly. So um, Annette was like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. And then she helped out with the second group of people. Yeah. And they also changed their name. Amazing. So I... Oh, um, so winning. <laughs> Shade is so winning. I'm just like you know, I'm I'm still not, I'm still not satisfied because there. I think I saw a couple of other people that are still calling themselves SNC podcast, but compared to the people that were like major, yeah. I can still we handle. Numbers. Yeah, exactly. I can still handle those, but I think that in my conversation with my friend, she was just reminding me that she's really happy that I turned out well because as lawyers, we know that if I had just kept quiet or I had not even noticed it which would actually talk about about how you go about, you know, monitoring your trademark. Um, These guys could have said that, well, we didn't infringe on our trademark because why? These marks are existing separately. There's no likelihood of confusion. People know who SNC podcast belongs to this person. This one belongs to that person. So I thought that based on my experience and what I'm still going, we we should talk about the importance of intellectual property trademark registration, you know, business registration, and hopefully inspire other African creators, uh, whether you're a podcaster, an artist, whatever. Well, I think because I'm a podcaster, I would say maybe podcasters, but creators generally, to actually take these processes seriously. Yeah. So let's talk about, first of all, let's start with the basics. What is copyright and why is it necessary? So what I usually say when people ask what is copyright. Copyright essentially is a legal concept that seeks to protect the interests of creators of original work. And now, uh, when we say work, it could be um, books, could be music, uh, paintings, sculptural work, architectural work, broadcast work, like you do podcasting can also be classified as a broadcast uh, can be a subset of broadcast and um, anytime you create something original and it is in a fixed form you automatically have certain rights number one is you're able to reproduce the work number two is you're able to modify the work which means you can alter the work if it is a one hour um, film you can you know create a trailer of like 90 seconds you can chop it up, you can edit it how you, however you please. You are like the alpha and omega of that work. So because you can alter and modify the work. Also, you, you are in poor position to be able to distribute whatever you create. So if you make music, you have the right to be the one to enter into other types of business relationships with how the music will be distributed. So I've mentioned reproduce, alter, slash amend or modify 
then I've also mentioned now distributing the work. Also, the public performance of your work is one of the rights you'll be able to exercise as the owner of a copyright. Also, mm -hmm. you'll be able to also display in public. Mm -hmm. So essentially, um, what comes to mind is that the law wants to reward you for innovation. So that's what the legal concept is about. So I hope yeah. that I've been able to yeah, no, no, break that, it down. Yeah, no, that totally, that, that takes me back to um, <laughs> to law school. But yeah, that's totally, totally, totally right. But do you need to register your copyright? Because you don't need to. No, you don't. Yeah. Actually, mm -hmm. um, it is automatic, mm -hmm. like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Immediately, you create original work and it is in a fixed form. Mm -hmm. What I mean by fixed form is when you perform music and then you capture that performance in a recording, you know, there's something with freestyling. A lot of creators of music or singers or songwriters, they freestyle sometimes and then they don't, they don't capture their freestyle. But immediately they capture the freestyle and it is original and it can be perceived in a fixed format, maybe like recorded on a computer and then you can replay, replay, replay. Automatically, some, you know, copyright has been created as compared to if you're just freestyling on um, on the stage and then you don't have it written or you don't have it recorded. So whatever you created on stage, maybe in the spur of the moment, sometimes you're inspired and then you're just doing all these amazing things on stage. If you fail to write it down or to record it, you would not get that right because the right comes automatically you don't have to go file something or register something well filing filing is is if it you is, really yes is yeah, recommended the, the thing is do you want us to comment on that now you can okay so usually what we advise as you know as lawyers is okay now you've created this work um those rights automatically are vested in you but then to go a step further to protect your interest in what you created maybe you just wrote a screenplay or you shot a new movie or you've, you're done recording a song and now there's a single, before you maybe take it out, you can go a step further to protect your interest by filing a copyright notification in Nigeria at the Nigerian Copyright Commission. And the reason for that is that it, it does two major things for you. Number one is this. Um, you'll be able to claim for damages because whatever the, the document you receive will be evidentiary value to support any kind of claims you might have in court. So it supports you, the claim you might have that, oh, I own the rights in this music. I've gone a step ahead to file a notification. I made all the necessary payments, submitted all the requisite information. And now some other person is trying to infringe or has infringed on the work. So please, I'm claiming for damages. And then the court will be compelled to side with you to um, grant you damages that would be very, very substantial because you've gone beyond just creating the work. You've actually gone a step ahead to file a notification, to put the world on notice. Now, the second thing is, as you create and as you start to exploit commercially, there is duration attached. Obviously, the right to enjoy is not going to be um, forever, forever. Uh, there's a duration that comes with each class of copyright work. Like if you created a musical composition, as long as you're alive, you can enjoy it exclusively 
But when you die, you have 70 years to exclusively exploit it. So let's take Fela Anikulago Kuti, for example, one of Africa's finest creators of music. He wrote dozens of albums or records. So from when he died, all his works, he has like 70 years to exclusively exploit those works. That's his family and his estate. So his estate, his family, his grandkids, Madi Kuti, Femi Kuti, and the rest of the family will be um, the ones to benefit exclusively. But you know that, yes, uh, these things can vary depending on the kind of relationships he, he had, maybe with music publishing companies and record companies. So mm. I always advise that, yes, after you create, go a step further to register filing notification because one you'll be able to claim damages in court two the duration will be well documented so that you can 50 years from now people can tell that oh he created this song in 2021 march and uh, this is evidence for that and then you can just have your business well put together thank you for that now we're going to go on to trademark registration yeah because Trademark is different from copyrights. Yeah. So can you talk um, a bit about what trademark registration is? Yes, so um, copyright, the concept of, the legal concept of copyright and the legal concept of trademarks, they are what we call intellectual property. That's the, like the foundation mm -hmm. uh, for the legal theory, which is, like I said earlier, it is when you create something, you want to be, they want to exclusively benefit from the exploitation of what you created. So now with trademarks, as against uh, music, film, uh, paintings and pictures, with trademarks, it's about the reputation you've been able to cultivate. You know, like you said, the, the SNC podcast has been around for a while. A lot of sweat, tears, blood <laughs> to put it together. You know, being a, being a content creator is not an easy thing. Sleepless like, nights. <laughs> it is, I like, ex except you really, really love it. Because I've also tried. I've, I've tried to be a YouTuber, <laughs> you know, to get people to subscribe to your channel, to watch your videos. Yeah. has a lot of work. Mm -hmm. So it is not easy to cultivate a reputation in the marketplace. So essentially what trademark, yeah, what the concept of the legal concept of trademark is the marks or the colors or the phrases attached to a business or an individual in the course of doing business is seen as an asset that needs to that needs to be protected to the exclusion of other people. So yes, people know you as um, whatever name you choose as an artist. Okay, let me take for example, Whiskey, Ayobalugun professionally known as Whiskey, so he owns all the trademarks in Whiskey. Whiskey has a logo. This logo and name is used to sell uh, music, is used to sell all manner of services and products, um, endorsements, concerts, films, music videos, and all of that. So just imagine somebody else in maybe Abuja, having not had any kind of business conversation with Whiskey on his camp just takes Whiskey's um, picture and name, splashes it on the flyer, and is now exploiting it without permission. Maybe to host a party or to host a concert. So that is an infringement on the trademarks of Mr. Ayo Balugu. A trademark that he's been able to cultivate for almost a decade. 
tried and tested, is known for quality in the marketplace in music, is known internationally, is respected continentally <laughs> in Nigeria, <laughs> is seen as an icon, mm -hmm. even beyond Nigeria. So that, that is just to paint the picture for you. Same thing if you are selling ice cream or body cream, whatever you're selling, the mark or the name or the colors or the phrases that you are known by, maybe you call yourself Sugar Shine. That's the name of your cream. I like that though. <laughs> sugar Shine. So when people use your cream, their, their skin is so sweet. I'm it looks shine, amazing. No. And then they shine. And then, you know, the phrase is, your, your skin will thank you. <laughs> So the name, of the, the name of the trademark is Sugar Shine, your skin will thank you. Yeah. And then some other guy now comes, he's seen that you, have, you just bought a new Benz. <laughs> or he's seen that ah, you're having all manner of, you know, you go to shop, right? You go to stores, you're saying Sugar Shine, Sugar Shine. Yeah. And then he says, oh, I also want to come into this business so I can buy a Benz like this guy. And then he, he, he calls his own business Sugar Mommy Shine. So, that can be a problem because sugar shine is now looking like sugar mommy shine and then you should be worried like, oh, what's going on? We're in the same business. He's also selling a skin product, you know, skincare cream and all of that. So, um, I think I've been able yeah, to... Yeah, no, that's really helpful. I paint mean, sugar, a picture. Yeah, yes, I mean, you think of the Nikes, the McDonald's, exactly. all of that. Like, that's 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 exactly. all trademark. Exactly. Now, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to touch on because I know that for me, it was very real. Now, a lot of people that may just be starting out may not have the resources to do all of these things. Or they may think that, well, I'm still small now, so why should I even be worrying about this right now? What would you tell them in terms of finding a way to still go ahead to do what is necessary. Because for me, I did my trademark because I know, first of all, I believe in what I'm doing, one. And then two, I was able to save to pay for the trademark application fee. And even with um, who helped me was my professor in law school. Um, we did that through the Entrepreneurship Law Center. So she was able, because I didn't want to do it myself. I was just concerned that uh, I don't want to make a mistake. It's my first trademark. I don't want to, you know. So she was like, okay, we have this program. Apply. I did. And then she was able to help me. Shout out to Professor Esther Barron. She was super amazing. Shout now, out. <laughs> now, not everybody has access to these resources, right? So what would you say to those people who feel like, I want to... Maybe I don't, I'm too small. Why do I need to go and do trademark now? You know, speak about that, please. Yeah, so for anything to even qualify as a trademark, it has to be distinct. Um, it, it can be something that is uh, basic. It can be generic. It has to be something that is distinct. So your logo is part of your trademark. Your name is part of your trademark. Everything has to be worded in a distinct, in a manner that would make the product or service distinct. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a shelf and everything is just arranged as a product on a shelf, will you stand out with that name, with the color of, you know, your logo, how your logo is shaped, your catchphrase? So um, I think that is something that any business person, any entrepreneur should really care for. Any creator, any content creator should be aware. In fact, anybody that is, um, that cares about, selling products and services sometimes even even all these 
religious leaders whose name you know is whose reputation is important to the work they do even sportsmen entertainers the even politicians i'm sure barack obama is some kind of trademark michael jackson cristiano ronaldo lionel messi and as an entrepreneur you can't be uh, you can't take chances um, if you if you have an amazing uh, product or, or service, you want to try as much as possible to protect it because essentially it is an asset. When all is said and done, it is still an asset that would be um, that would bring you some kind of benefits. Maybe not now, but sometime in the future. So you can't just wish it away. Wish it to decide that oh, maybe when I'm stronger or when I'm bigger or when I'm um, when I have more money, I'll just attend to this. So, if you care about what you're doing, which means you're creating some kind of product or you're rendering some kind of service, and the reputation that you're building is important to the successes that you would have in the future, you you have to just take care of that business. Yeah. Register I your mark, register your trademark. And register it in all the markets where you have an interest. Okay, let's get to that. Because using me as an example now, I never do my registration for Ghana. I haven't done it in all the African countries. Because okay, it comes down to resources, right? Yeah. I ain't got money to be doing in Senegal, and I, want, and I want to, right? So what can I do? Yeah, the thing is, you, you have to just um, look at the markets where you're most interested, where you're getting some kind of traction, already and what kind of use is your mark connected to i think that is something that everybody has to talk to a trademark ex expert to you know um get proper answers to but um from the top of my head i tell all my clients i tell musicians entertainers creators that hey look at the places where your music is percolating the most places where you are getting offers to come and work in like, I think if you are top 10, top 20 Nigerian, uh, as a Nigerian singer uh, or record producer, you should be looking at Nigeria, the UK, and the US. Um, also, look at the block, Europe as a block. Um, when you register in, you know, in Europe, you're covered like 24 countries, I think. And um, that, that, that is what I think. I'm not a trademark expert, yeah. but I do a bit of trademarks. I register, I help to register for clients and all of that. Yeah, but I, I think that your point also speaks to the need and the discussion of, you know, the IP right harmonization for Africa that is so needed. Yeah. Whereby, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, th there is a new, um, you know, trying to make Africa as a market. Yeah. Um, it's still in play. Mm -hmm. um, that, and I think when, when we fix that and then everybody ratifies that, it would be a lot easier because we will now be speaking the same language mm -hmm. with the Trade Act or the AFI. After, the legislation after. Again. I know that OP also, you can still, without, even without AFTA, you can still definitely um, get a trademark lawyer to do um, your registration in other African countries whereby it's covered. So, I mean, without yeah, after, it's going to be expensive. Yes, we, no. We <laughs> one time thing. I'm not disputing. No, I'm, I'm safe, but the people will get the money. So, Let's go on to the need to monitor your trademark, which is what I wasn't doing because I was, 
I swear to you, like the shock, you know, like when, when you just, I was like, wait, these people have been doing this for almost two years. How the hell did I not know? It was just so shocking to me. So can we talk about the process of monitoring your trademark and what, yeah, that, what, what like, does that even entail? The, the funny thing is, uh, let me paint the picture again. Like one of the biggest Nigerian artists reached out to me last year, late last year, and he said, oh, he's been working for more than 10 years in rap, in, in music, he's been making money, but he's never made money from music distribution, that his music is everywhere on the internet, but even on legitimate streaming platforms, but he's not made money before. Wow. So, maybe that's been going on for like 16 years. Wow. And now he's just waking up in 2021. Wow. What is person no, in 2020. Is up. The person is up now. Is that not something? Well, he's waking up, but he's lost a lot of money. True. So, same thing. Copyrights, um, trademarks, or any kind of intellectual property, patents, and what have you. Mm -hmm. They are very, very important assets. And the mere fact that you own them, it's like you own a property. It's like you own a three-story building or five-story building. These are assets that, although they might look intangible, if you're not using them to sell proper product like sneakers and um, face caps mm -hmm. and other kind of merchandise, they, they are intangible. You can't feel and touch them. But... It's like you own a three-story building. The mere fact that you own it, you have to m make sure that the building is always in top shape. Even when no one is occupying it, yeah, you want to make sure that the, the, the doors are in good shape, the windows are not cracked. You just want to be sure that the property you own is in good condition. So same thing with trademarks. If you register a trademark, you still have to keep an eye on likelihood of on the likelihood of infringement some people would want to take advantage unduly they want to benefit from the goodwill you've cultivated over the years so that's why you'd see <laughs> is this on brands abibas or is this on brands uh, nike with double e and then the logo looks alike and all of that in fact there are, there are cases now where Big brands like Nike and Adidas, they now sue e-commerce platforms that help to sell knockoffs. In fact, if you sell knockoffs, even on Instagram now, if you're selling the fake uh, unauthorized shoe or bed sheets, we've seen cases where people lost their Instagram account because they were selling <laughs> knockoffs, mm -hmm. uh, bed sheets and shirts and all of that. So, the big brands know how important it is to make sure that your trademark as an asset is in, is, is, is in good shape and it's not just being abused by everyone. Because the, the counterfeiting business is also a billion dollar industry. Every other year, some guys are selling unauthorized, um, you know, placing people's logos on their wares and then they're also making a killing off. Yeah proper brands yeah uh, and the monitoring can be done by yourself yes or you, you can could do, also, also retain yes. the services of experts yes like there are some top law firms in nigeria where that's what they do you know they represent uh, the, the the trademarks of important brands luxury brands and then they are always you know keeping an eye out for 
um, unauthorized exploitation of the trademarks. Yeah. Now let's talk a bit about what should creators, creative artists be doing to protect themselves beyond just monitoring their trademark. I think for me personally, what has been a lifesaver is that the SNC podcast, it's uniform. Like from the website domain name, even though I know that I'm not yet ready to build the website because I don't have the capacity to do that, even though it's in the works, right? But I made sure that the website domain name, I purchased it, right? Again, all these things cost money, but you have to invest in your dream and your vision for your life, right? So um, can you talk about the importance of having the proper website domain names, whether that's um, having the proper social media handle so that there's consistency across the entire brand. Please speak about that. Yeah, I think um, a good place to start would be to talk to a brand expert to get your idea out of your head. And then, because it is when they break it down to you and they let you understand the power of, you know, being um, distinct in the marketplace, there's a, there's, a, there's a theory, there's a purple cow theory popularized by Seth Godin. You know, if all the yeah. cows are in white and black and then there's just that purple cow, uh, painted purple, a cow painted purple, you, you easily recognize that purple cow before you, you know, pick out anyone else. So when you talk to a branding expert or a brand guy or a professional that works in communication and brands, they'll be able to break it down to you in tiny bits so that you can understand that building a distinguishable identity, it is what every investment in doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you have that at the back of your mind, you would now know that, yes, you're working from a place of knowledge and then you want to make sure that when you start building any product or service, everything is connected from the color schemes to the way the cursives of the logo is structured to how you package that product or service and then the marketing. So with the marketing, I think that's where the websites or the social media channels would come in. Trust me, it is best when immediately a name sticks, anyone can just hop on any um, search channel, any search platform, and then they can set you up. So if you go to um, the website or if you go on Google, they know where your name is, they know the colors that are identifiable that are attached to that name. And then when it pops up, it is easy to just conduct business. Now, if they go on Instagram and then the name comes up, oh, they will know that, oh, this is the color uh, that is attached to that name. Then they'll click on that Instagram handle or they go on Twitter or they go on Facebook. Everything is you know, well put together. And if you find that other people are trying to exploit the name that you've built or the reputation you've built, it is so easy now to get in touch with some of these tech platforms mm -hmm. on Twitter, yep. on Facebook, yeah. on Instagram. You'll be able to show them proof that I own this trademark and this other person is trying to profit off it. And I don't want that to stand. Please, can you take down this handle? Then that is going to be taken care of because you have proof that you've registered your trademark. So that's something that I think would work. Yeah. But I also think that even just, sorry, sorry just I think um, the reason why I bring up all the social media um, handles and whatever and um, website. website is because you, you see people that they begin to see something is progressing. 
and they go and squat on that name mm. and then you're not yeah. having to pay yeah, millions of or naira or dollars whatever is, yeah it's actually it's getting real. a lot um it's becoming more popular now in in uh, in nigeria a lot of people are just registering <laughs> domain names keeping it for themselves with the expectation that someday yeah you would need it the thing is again as i talking to the brand guy you should also talk to a lawyer as well yeah, of course. when you can afford it yeah and again lawyers are not too expensive to invest in they're Legal not advice. So, trust me there are lawyers that are very reasonable when they know that oh you're still building they can actually be very very considerate in how they deal with you so don't be scared to reach out to those lawyers yeah and even for even like me being a lawyer and i like i honestly said that I ain't got money to go and do expensive litigation. I know that if I have to go and go and go to my savings and bring up, I will have to do it because I know that as a lawyer, I know the investment and the benefit that comes with working with people who know what they are doing. Exactly. You know, so even if some people are expensive, there's a reason why they're expensive because they know what the hell they're doing, yeah. right? Now, finally, what should creators or podcasters consider when they decide to willfully infringe on a trademark because there are a group of people that they'll say like you said nike ah sugar sh- i like that sugar shine can i just say i like sugar shine is really cool they're like ah, i mean i want to go sugar mommy shine okay. and they say oh well because sugar maybe sugar mommy shine is all the way in russia and the uk or america right but i'm all the way in nigeria or senegal nobody really knows who i am it's not a big deal what would you tell them yeah the, you know it's limiting if you are trying to build an enterprise off taking advantage of someone else's um, reputation. It's self-defeating. So, uh, aside the risk in uh, stumbling on a lawsuit, you're also trying to keep yourself out of certain markets. So, if you're a Nigerian brand and you just want to um, use uh, an American product's trademark, even if they, if they have no presence in Nigeria, it is still limiting, which means if you're doing really, really well, in like 10 years' time, if you want to also go into a territory in the States, you might not be able to perform. So why, why shouldn't you just build your own reputation from the ground up like any business and be the one to benefit from, you know, all the goodies that will come your way in, in the, the not-too-distant future? So my thing is, if you know how important this asset is, you should give everything you've got to make sure that you protect it. Because, you know, when, when you're in business, you know the inception, you know the beginning. Sometimes you, you might not even be here at the end of the business. Our prayer is, you know, our hope, our expectation is that we create things that would outlive, outlive us. We can found all kind of, we can start all manner of businesses, but it would be good to have it around and they're going concerned when we leave. Yeah, good point. Now, let's talk about the second group of people. And I'm going to tell you a story. Let's do this. <laughs> so, there's a second group of people who come up with a name, right? They come up with a name that's quite similar to um, something that's already in existence. And they want to trademark it. Do you think it is worth it to do so or just come up with a different name? So, this group of people, let's say, for example sugar shine yeah. and the person that's calling him or herself sugar mommy shine does not know that sugar shine is in existence right 
Um, but then in the process of coming up with Sugar Mommy Shine, you now speak to Aki. Aki now says, well, just so you know, There's there something is something called really... Sugar Shine, yeah. right? Um, your chances of passing, maybe it's scaling through the trademark registrant office in Nigeria or Africa or wherever, it's possible, but maybe it's a 50-50 chance. Are you willing to take that risk? I would advise that you come up with a different name, but the person is insistent on Sugar Mommy, Sugar Mommy Shine. Yeah, that, that has been my experience a couple of times. Like, you know, the argument from them when you advise that they change the name is, oh, but well, I've already started doing business in this name. They already know us as blah, blah, blah. On Facebook, on Instagram, we already have, you know, they give all manner of excuses because they think, oh, um, this reputation is already working. And it took us a lot to even get here before we filing for a formal, um, before, before registering formally. So, um, but again, if you're listening to this podcast now, you, you understand how important this asset is. And like I said, even if you go ahead to register in Nigeria, you might be cutting yourself short because you would not be able to maybe do business in the UK, in Europe, or in America. It is best to really, really create a distinct um, re name, logo, reputation. Try to build it afresh so that you can... In fact, when you're doing it in Nigeria, you are simultaneously doing it in the UK, in the US, and in other markets that you're interested in so that you can protect your interest in these trademarks for a long time to come. Now, let me tell you my story. So, in the process of speaking to Annette, I told Annette that, okay, Annette, I have come up with a name. Not only have I come up with a name, I have purchased the, do the domain name for two years. I have come up with Twitter, Instagram, Facebook handles. I have come up with the logo. I have paid for the logo. Annette's like, oh, okay. I'm like, but Annette, in the process of me coming up with this name, I did a search on the USPTO website and I saw that there's a, something called um, reality. Because what, what, what I was trying to call the thing is called reality unimagined. And I had checked on the USPTO website and I see that there's, there's some, there is something called reality reimagined. But it's in a different service, a different, um, different class. class. Yeah. So that one does graphic design. What I want to do is audiovisual and all that stuff. And she's like, Shadi, you're a lawyer. Don't worry. <laughs> Is that what she said? No. She's like, you should know better that, first of all, the chances of the trademark registrar actually accepting, accepting it is a 50-50 chance. Now, the person may also want to pay special attention to what it is you're trying to trademark because, well, the person's like, well, there's already reality reimagined. And even though it's in a different class, the names are kind of similar. Yeah. And I'm like, Annette, <laughs> I've already paid for I've the domain. Now I'm going to spend plenty money. She's like, Shadi, can you take off your emotional heart and put on your legal heart? Mm. You know, it's I'm business. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, Annette. So I use that as an example for people listening to let you know that 
is paying me the amount of money. Yeah. I know, I, as and I paid for the domain name. I did Twitter, Instagram, as in Twitter, time, time the investment, like yeah, right. the logo, the brand, everything, everything is, is everything. If you if you Google it, you will see yeah. reality on Imagine. But I can't use it anymore because I don't want to take the risk. So I'm literally having to go back to, to get, the table yeah. to start all over again to come up with a new name, and it's it's painful. But I just I know that. I don't even have the energy to be fighting in court, you know? And it's like he said, I don't want to now, even if it's gonna fly in Nigeria, right? I go to America and that's a problem. And I'm trying to, you know, um, what is it called? Being Trademark, market, yes, yeah. exactly. So I use that as an example to let people know that seriously, like he said, it's not just, it's really not worth it to just, just do, come up with something unique that is specific to you and it's not, you're not going to call yourself Nike or, you know, <laughs> something else. Now, what about the group of people who had no idea that they were infringing on someone's trademark and eventually the person or the person's reps contacts that person and tells you that, oh yeah, you've been infringing on our trademark. Do you, would you advise that they fight and go to court or just change, like you said, they have built reputation on all these different things, right? And it's going to be cost so much money to have, to have to change all of that. Is it better for them to just change quietly or go to court and make a case and say that these are two different things? Well, I think the, the set of facts will be the yeah, determinant true, of that. Sure, sure. And I think they, they, they need to get expert advice. Although it is best to, you know, if someone, you know, again, you might have been using the mark for so long and then all of a sudden somebody comes and says, oh, we registered like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. We noticed you've been using it for six years. Uh, and you'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So you, you want to actually test it in court. Mm -hmm. Like, See, we're not doing the same thing. We're not in the same market. We're not selling the same. Because essentially what the, um, the legal theory or the principle, the underlining principle that grounds uh, trademark is that we don't want any kind of confusion in the way of doing business, in how we've cultivated our reputation, or in how we look, how we've built our identities. We don't want it to be, oh, these two products, they look alike, and my customers might buy from my, um, from the infringe, from, from those infringing my goodwill. Mm -hmm. So, and to make matters worse, it's a subpar product as well. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't even drag the name of the original owner of the mark into the mud. So anytime people see Nike, there is an assumption that, oh, this is going to be excellent product. So that is what the legal concept of trademarks is about. So if, if anybody is waking up 10 years later to say, we own this trademark, you've been using it for like five years or three years or four years, Sometimes the guy that has been using it for four years would be, oh, let's actually test it out in court mm -hmm. because this is valuable to me. Where have you been all this while? Yeah, you're and sleeping. We don't, we don't do the same thing. Yeah. So that's also yeah. something. Very good, very good, yeah. Now let's go on to the fun random questions. Are you ready? I was born. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the first question is, what is the best part about being a first-time parent? Wow, the best part, you know, just seeing a you know a whole human being <laughs> <laughs> start to develop before your eyes. Like every day, she looks different. 
my daughter she's amazing like when she's sleeping i'm always looking at her like man this is my daughter like who does she look like your your wife she looks like my dad (laughs) so the genes are very strong she looks like a proper and you know her baby so is your wife mad about that you said what your wife is she mad about that no she can't be mad she knows that the genes (laughs) is strong yeah yeah so like for for I think that's a that's a like the, the best part for me, you know, seeing her sleep, you know, sleeping on my chest, I'm cuddling her, we play, she eats. Oh god. That's awesome. Spending time with my daughter is like one of my best times. That's great. It's baby number 2 in the on the world. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Okay. <laughs> Second question, if you had the chance to relocate from Nigeria, what country would you choose and why i think the uk because it's just six hours away mm. that's practical and if i get a chance i'll embrace it like i think the uk is you know there's a very strong nigerian community there also i still want to be able to be in nigeria anytime i want to just like some of my mentors um you know they spend the weekend here and then they are back in the uk on Monday. Um so okay. I think Canada is too far. Then I think Dubai is also good, but um I don't know. I'm I think especially from from my line of work, I think the UK works better because as the UK is like the commercial headquarters of Afrobeat. Hmm. And I want to work in this space for a very very long time. Yeah. That's cool. Third question, favorite artist, album and song? of 2020 so there are three different questions 2020 Fav- yeah favorite album yes god whose album has touched my life in 2020 is it the same the same person it could be it could be three different people it could be okay. yeah. favorite artist yeah album like now yeah no your favorite artist of 2020 your favorite album of 2020 and your favorite song of 2020 it could still be the same person okay my favorite artist of 2020 was omali and now like i am i am from nigerian music i'm like amazed at how that guy is able to deliver quality music back to back So that's like my favorite artist. Okay. Second is favorite fav- album. Album. What albums came out last year? Though? Twice as tall. Um. Okay. Well, I think I think yeah. I'll pick I'll pick twice as tall. Which other Nigerian album was the, that strong? Oh, Whiskey. Um, Whiskey. I'm a Whiskey fan, but Made in Lagos. No, I think I'll go I'll go for twice as tall. Okay. Because I can play it over and over, and but there were some amazing records on Whiskey's album, mm. like so, like four five that I really really like. Yeah. Okay. What about favorite favorite song of 2020? Favorite song of 2020. Ah, then I'll I'll, I'll have to go to my uh, playlist. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a song by uh, what's his name, um, Shayo Davids, and Mojo. The title of the record is Bad Thing. Okay. I've been exercising aggressively uh, for like seven months, oh, and cool. I think this song ranks highest because I love it. I put it on repeat. And yeah, like, that's cool. So I like the song. Check it out. Okay. Shayo David's "Bad Thing." Okay, that's good. Fourth question: What food have you never eaten but would really like to try? 
Yeah. Me, I like to try sushi though. Oh, okay. I, I've I've seen it in movies. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never tried it. And I'm quite adventurous with my taste buds. Mm-hmm. But hopefully soon. Maybe when I travel, I don't know. Okay, so sushi. Final question. Favorite song produced by the late Dr. Frabs? Yeah, Cry For You. Mm. His song, uh, his song is, is still going to be, you know, amazing many, many years from now. I think that's the only video he shot. I'm not sure though, mm. but I, I, I Personal, still, as an art, as an artist, right? Yeah, mm. that, that was a very dope record. Cry For You. Yeah. Oh, the songwriting was amazing. Yeah. And um, Dr. Frabs, you taught many lives and hopefully you are enjoying yourself in Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. My favorite songs, actually I can't pick one. I picked two. One is Electricity with Nato C. Okay. And the second one is um, Efemile with Dagrin and White. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes yeah, when I, that, right? yeah, sometimes when um when I'm really tired and mm. I'm running, that you song just song. that song just gingers me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Aki. Thanks for having me. Where can people find you on social media? Okay, on Twitter and on Instagram. I think I like Instagram best. Uh, because I've been able to just stay consistent on Instagram. And again, Twitter is a madhouse now, so... <laughs> I try to run away. Yeah. I just check in and then like... So, follow me at Akinyemi Law. That's on Twitter and Instagram, on right? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, my full name, Akinyemi Anyeloa. You're trying to make new friends on Facebook. <laughs> Clubhouse, Akinyemi Law. Clubhouse is like Twitter as well. That's what I think. Because now everybody has hot takes. As you can see, I have an Android, so I can't even. Oh, but my now. yeah, but my company did an, an event, um, so I had to use my mom's phone okay. for that. So um, it's been interesting to just see how Clubhouse works. Yeah, I like it. I like it, but again, people spend way too much time. I just, I, I think three, four, five hours. I just, I don't really. And then we keep saying the same thing over and over. Oh God! So many rooms, so many Exhausting. rooms. Yeah, but um, I really hope that this episode or this conversation was helpful to at least one person and if it was i would really appreciate if you could please leave a comment on apple podcast you know let us know how this touched you or you can also tweet at akiyami law to let him know how this episode was beneficial or tweet i'd at like me. that <laughs> tweet at me i'm, I'm at shedding on conform on instagram twitter um and all the different social thingies Barring work taking over my life, I will be back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Shadi, before we go, man, I really, really want to commend you for, you know, doing this. The consistency is amazing and inspiring. Uh, Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Barring any <laughs> interruptions in my life with work, I will be back with, um, in two weeks with, with another episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye. Today's episode is produced and edited by me, Paula Shade Anosier. Additional production by Imodu Ayonote. Theme song for the show is by John Akinola. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really makes a difference and lets people know about the show. As always, the podcast is available on Podbean, Audio Mac, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast and wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
simply search for T-H-E-S-N-C podcast. I'll be back in another two weeks. Thank you for listening.